Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Goddess Diaries Radio. This is your place to remember your sacred self. I'm your host, Dawn Champagne, and I'm really excited to be back here doing another round of interview with a real goddess, the first of 2016. And I am super excited about today's guest. But before I introduce her, I wanted to invite our listeners today to download your three free goddess gifts back at my blog when you sign up for the newsletter. And I like to think of these goddess gifts that I'm offering. um, They're a toolkit for helping you to unleash your inner goddess and daring to remember your sacred self. You can find these gifts at www.thegoddessdiaries.org. And I've also included a link in the description page here down below. Um, So yeah, without further ado, I want to introduce today's guest. I'm super excited about having her today. This is Ayla Milani of Chrysalis Woman. She is an amazing goddess woman who has been on her own journey of self, her own journey back to her sacred self. And I'm going to let her tell her story, but you you guys, I just want to say that her story is so empowering and so inspiring. And She did it all by reconnecting to her inner goddess, her inner hygieia. And so, Ayla, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Dawn. I am. I'm really happy to be here. Yay! I'm happy to have you. (laughs) So, Ayla, I discovered your website um, through social media connections. uh, I think in the fall of last year, and I fell in love Mm. immediately with your work and what you're doing. Your return to radiance, and your your just everything that you've got going on on your blog Mm. at chrysaliswoman.com. But I was really touched and inspired when you shared your story with me about how you recovered from cervical, what was it, cervical dysplasia? That, yes, yeah, exactly. What yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey? Mm-hmm. Sure, I would love to. Um, well, let's see, a little bit about me. I am a 48-year-old high priestess and herbalist. Um, I currently live in beautiful Southern Oregon, and I'm the mother of a fabulous 25-year-old son. And I'd say I've been on a personal journey of returning to the mother, the divine feminine, for most of my life. Um, I think prior to sharing about how I discovered my inner hygieia, I'll share with you just a little bit about this you know, how my my journey with the Divine Feminine kind of got activated and how I found my way or how Hygieia actually um, kind of woke up within me. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, it all kind of began at the age of 13. I was, in fact, there's this funny story. I was attending our local Presbyterian church with my parents at the time, and I was Mm -hmm. confused about certain stories in the Bible, one in particular, about Eve coming from the rib of Adam. Mm. And I wanted to yeah, I wanted to have some conversation with our pastor about it. And it was during that conversation where I was told that it really wasn't my place to question, but really my duty to follow. 
that I knew at that time this just wasn't for me. And luckily, my parents didn't force me to continue attending. And that exodus, as I like to call it, was Mm -hmm. my first experience. Yeah, my first experience of many that were to come of confronting the cultural conditioning of being a woman. And from that moment on and for the next 10 years, really, I began to explore and dabble into other religions and traditions and found this love and resonance for earth-based traditions like paganism and shamanism and Wicca Um, I also became this avid feminist, and I read everything that I could from the works of, like, Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan and Susan Faludi. At that time in my life, I was on fire. I was going to break the glass ceiling. Um, I cut my hair short. I wore suits. I was going to change the world. And then everything changed, like, you know, life often does, right, when you have... Mm -hmm such a firm, right, root into some ideology, goddess has a way of coming into your life and opening up your perspective and expanding to really hold a container for more. Um, I became pregnant with my son, fell in love, became pregnant, and from that experience of giving birth to my son, I was able to really pull back the veil and see that it wasn't only in the area of religion. It wasn't only in the area of politics or education where women were disempowered and disenfranchised. But even in the realms of the areas where our culture kind of gave us or allowed us some form of authority, like mothering, like pregnancy, like birth. But even in these areas, we were disconnected from our true feminine wisdom. So it was through a a rather traumatic experience of giving birth in a hospital that I began to think, okay, there's a whole lot more here. There's a lot more with our bodies. There's a lot more growing and exploring to do as a woman. So what began to happen is I began to become initiated into the blood mysteries of women, reclaiming birth, moving through menstruation, Um, reclaiming sexuality, and even five years ago being initiated into this perimenopausal journey, right? Mm -hmm. So it was throughout this process of these many initiations into these areas of my life where I had to face where I was victimized, face where I had lost my power, even face where I had really began to embody a conditioning from a fairly misogynistic culture that I had to experience these death and rebirth so that I could awaken to the true power of what being a woman really was. And all along this journey of my life, these individual areas that I was, in fact, dying and rebirthing to, There was always this presence in my life, this mother, if you will, that would kind of rise up, that would show her face and mother me through each of these transformations, that would support me in surrendering to the death I would need to experience, of the conditioning of who I thought a woman was, what I thought a woman was supposed to be, in order to really rise up and embody something different. And 
Hygieia was, in fact, one of those. And it happened during um, a very, what could have been very traumatic experience in my life. Um, go back about 10 years ago, I was 38 years old, and I was really active in the mother mysteries at that time. I mean, I was um, into healing and herbal medicine, mothering my son, I was gardening, um, and I was very in tune with my menstrual cycle, and it began to shift and change. And I began to spot during my cycle. I began to feel really uncomfortable. I knew something was really different. So I went in and um, got myself checked out, and I ended up with a diagnosis. And this diagnosis was, they call it SIN3, and that's cervical dysplasia. And there's, there's three different levels. There's SIN1, SIN2, and SIN3. And I had SIN3. And cervical dysplasia was this diagnosis of where cells on the cervix are mutated and precancerous. And SIN3 was the step right before what they called cancer in situ, which means you've got cervical cancer. So I was really faced with another moment, another initiation, another opportunity to surrender. And by this time, because of the experiences that goddess has taken me on i felt fairly equipped to realize in that moment okay here's another one i mean i was i was terrified i was afraid this was big c right and i had pretty much everyone in my life my family my friends saying okay you've got to do something this is serious um i had my um, practitioners at that time really kind of sharing with me some invasive procedures, you know, things that they wanted to do. And I really felt in my body this was another calling. This was another opportunity to be initiated into an area of life where I had to surrender. I had to trust that she was going to be with me and mother me through it. And it was time for me to walk my talk. I had always been somebody that really believed in my body's wisdom. And here was my opportunity to embody that, to be that. So I surrendered to it, and I began to ask questions, to pray. Okay, where do I need to go? Who do I need to have conversations with? Um, what person, place, or thing needs to come into my life so that I can understand what my body is trying to communicate to me? And this is one of the mysteries of Hygieia, is that our body's symptoms, what we call symptoms, are actually signals. They're messages that are meant to guide us in a transformational journey, that they are intricately connected to our higher sense of soul, our higher purpose. So on some level, this, this diagnosis of cervical dysplasia was a message that something was out of balance in my life. Something was off track. And so this was a gift, if I could see it that way, to be able to really uncover what was the message my body wanted me to understand and then what action steps did I need to take to transform my life. So I began to have conversations with my family, just inspired to talk to my grandmother and my mother. And as it turns out, and this is where it gets, to me, really fabulous, Dawn, is the fact that I found <laughs> out that both my grandmother, right, and my mother had had the exact same diagnosis. 
Oh, and wow. Yeah, the exact same. And both my grandmother and my mother had chosen to undergo a hysterectomy. Um, at that time, you know, I'm, we're looking at generations of women that have come before us that just didn't have access to the, the divine feminine wisdom that we're uncovering now. And, right. and many of us oh. still don't, right? So, so for them, the choice of getting a hysterectomy was, I mean, there was, they, were, they were terrified. And so it was their next step, the next thing that they thought, well, this is what I need to do. So here was my first clue. This is not a diagnosis that I alone have received. This somehow runs in my family. Yet the truth is there isn't really any gene out there, like a genetic DNA pattern that is cervical dysplasia. So how could both my grandmother and my mother and myself really receive the same diagnosis? So we began to have more conversations about our lives, about the things that we were experiencing, and it turns out that each one of us had a very similar story. And this, this is the power of the female genetic line. This is the, right, the power of not only how the wisdom of our ancestors come through, but the, the power of the lives they lead. And there's this biblical term, and I'm, I'm not religious, but it's a part of my history, and there's this term, the sins of the father are visited upon the son. And what that really was communicating that I think really hits home and why I bring it up now is that the journeys that we go through as, as human beings on this planet imprint into our physiology. You know, we are, we are made up of the journeys that we live. And as we go through our life, if for some reason we do not transform or grow from whatever journey we're on, it becomes a part of us. It becomes a part of our cellular tissue. It becomes a part of our physical being. And then when we give birth to our children, we not only pass on our genetic material in terms of eye color and hair color, we actually imprint our children with also our soul's pattern, our soul's growth, the things that we haven't yet transformed. And this became really clear to me, right? It became really mm-hmm. clear to me in the conversations with the women in my family. We had all married young. Each of us birth to children with our first husband. And each of us had married the same dynamic and energetic in the men that we chose. These men were very powerful, very controlling, and very abusive. For some, it was emotional. For others, it was physical. And once we disengaged from this relationship, got divorced, moved on with our life, the aftermath of what we dealt with in relationship to this man and our children was exactly the same. All of us felt the same way, disempowered, out of control, Um, felt like we couldn't defend ourselves. And the interesting part, I mean, it just keeps getting even, you know, layers upon layers of information, Mm -hmm. is that the cervix in the body is connected with the second chakra. And some of the medicine of the second chakra, the wisdom of physical healing, is not only creativity and sexuality, but feelings of powerlessness and feeling out of control. So here I had this diagnosis that my grandmother and my mother had had. 
here I had this life experience that both my grandmother and my mother had had. And so here I was faced with a choice. I could choose to go and have surgery just like they did. Because believe me, I was afraid. I was terrified. This was possible cancer. Or I could face the fact that I was being given incredible information and that it was up to me to really activate the courage, cultivate the courage to be able to make significant changes in my life, to heal myself, to believe in my body and heal myself. So I began to set up on that path. I realized I feel powerless in my life. I feel out of control. And while this isn't a genetic thing passing through my family in terms of cervical dysplasia, our bodies, my grandmother's body, my mother's body, and my body, had all three been communicating with us where in our lives we were not in harmony with our spirit. We were not in harmony with our soul and where we were allowing outside influences to affect us. And it shows cervical dysplasia to communicate that to me, to communicate that to my grandmother and my mother. So I began, right? That is amazing story of generational healing right there. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. So just to, you know, I set out on the path of, of, of tuning into what felt right, of trusting my body's ability to guide me to the person, the place, and the thing um, that would support the activation and the healing of my chakra. So whether it was herbs and flower essences, I began to belly dance because belly dance really activates, you know, that second chakra within a woman. But then I also had to take action in my life. I had to set up very specific parameters with this man in my life, my father's son, or my son's father, in order to, sh- to change the dynamic, to change my feeling of powerlessness, my feelings about being out of control. And that required me to step into greater areas of courage and to take action in areas I hadn't before, where I was allowing circumstances in my life that were disempowering for me. Long story short, my body healed itself. Um, within about six months' time, I had a complete bill of health, no cervical dysplasia. Um, and from that moment, my cervix has been pink and happy. So Very that's, nice. the, that's the good news, right? That's the, mm. that's the good news. But the, I think the bigger piece to all this is you know, I'm not special. We, each one of us, each one of us are gifted with this relationship to our body. And our body's ability to communicate, our body's ability to, um, out of its love for us and out of its relationship to our soul's growth and our higher sense of self, um, signal to us when we're, when we're out of balance. And each one of us come with this gift. Absolutely. It, it feels to me like you, um, you know, you mentioned that you, you had this at an early age, this um, sense of the connection to the divine feminine at such a young age. But for a lot of women um, in midlife or, you know, even in their 20s, 30s, or even older, a, a lot of women, we live in a society that conditions us to think outside of ourselves so often. And, you know, I feel like your story is is such a testament to how acting in courage um is really a beautiful thing, you know. I mean, here you you've just shared this story of generational healing that is so powerful. But what what can women 
take from this story and and how are you leading the cause now with your experience in turning it into service for others? I know on your blog, you talk about the three F's and I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about what these are and why they're so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, are you referring to the three keys, the three very Mm -hmm. specific keys of Hygieia? Yes. Yes, yes. So um, with every face of the feminine that rises up for me, with every um, initiation that she guides me into in terms of a specific area of my life that is in need of empowerment, in need of me awakening, there are always specific um, keys that I need to be able to embrace or embody in order to gain access to her realm. It's my belief and the belief that we hold at Crystalist Woman that within every woman are our doorways. You know, we have uh, this understanding of sacred women all returning to the mother that is, she is of 10,000 names, that there is unlimited expression of her, yes, and how she moves through us. And so within every woman, within our psychology, within our ways of being, there are these doorways that we have access to, but that we have somehow lost the keys to being able to open and dive deep into each of these individual realms, each of these faces of she. So in the realm of Hygieia, there are three very specific keys for a woman to be able to cultivate within herself, to reclaim in order to restore her radiance. And so the first of these keys is restoring your worth. You know, we live, as you brought up, Don, we live in a culture that has conditioned women that our intuition, our feelings, our ways of being, our relationship to our body is really not valid. And that everything that exists outside of us, the information, the knowledge, the wisdom, uh, the messages, reinforce that. Who we are is not enough. And that how we feel isn't a good enough indicator for us to take action. So this first key about restoring your worth is really about not just believing that you are worthy, but restoring your trust in yourself restoring the connection that you have to the power that you already are. We're also conditioned as women that what being a woman really means, the value that we receive in being a woman is about how we give and be and do for everything and everyone outside of ourselves. And so restoring your worth, being able to cultivate your radiance, right? Your energy, your vitality, your sense of ecstatic living is really about understanding this conditioning of selflessness. This idea that putting everything and everyone before you, especially being a spiritual woman, that this is somehow the, the way to rise up to spiritual being, the way to ascend, the way to express your spirituality. And yet restoring your worth in the realm of Hygieia, in, in her medicine bowl, She really offers the teaching about sacred selfishness and how restoring your ability to put yourself as primary to making your feelings 
your self-care, your dreams, your visions, your goals as first, which is something that's very, very opposite of what we're taught, very opposite of what we as women think being a good woman is really all about. So restoring your worth is about restoring your belief in yourself, restoring your value, and learning to embody sacred selfishness, to really put you first, and learning the feminine practice that will support you in that effort. So that's key one. Key two is about restoring your belief. So key two is about restoring your belief. And this is the belief that we have in our body. A woman cannot really enter into the realm of hygiene and cultivate all of what is available for her in her radiance, in living radiantly, if she has disconnected from and does not believe in her body. And the truth is, we are faced every day with messages about how our bodies should look, about how our bodies should be. And so we have been conditioned to hold beliefs and judgments and criticisms about our body. And very often, um, based on, you know, which path you've chosen, whether you've gone the path of feminism or you are embodying a goddess way of lifestyle, very often we can disconnect from our bodies and live kind of up in our, our upper three chakras where, you know, we love our oracles and our tarot and we love our crystals and we love our intuition and visioning and our magic and spells. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's juicy. We love all of that. But restoring your belief is about bringing all of that back down into living in the body and being an embodied goddess in everyday life. And in order to do that, it's about really being able to Believe once again that your body loves you, that it is indeed a temple. It's this hollow bone. And we are the diviners, the oracles of she. And in order to really live this way, in order to connect to our bodies and live a radiant life, we have to believe in it again. We have to restore our relationship with it again. And we have to believe that it communicates and speaks with us every moment of every day from the simple headache to uh, your back going out, to experiencing fibromyalgia, like me, cervical dysplasia, or even cancer. That however your body is communicating with you, that it is a message, divine message, that there is wisdom and empowerment available for you there. So that's restoring your belief. The third key of hygiene is restoring your connection. The connection comes in many forms. First one is restoring your connection to food, to what it is that you eat, to how you nourish yourself. And we live within a very industrialized, convenient, focused culture. And because we are all so busy as women, taking care of everything and everyone, this long to-do list, we've lost our connection to food, not just as fuel or as nutrition to feed our bodies, but we've lost the connection to the, the truth of hygiene that we become what we eat, that we are, in fact, ingesting the sun and the moon and the rain and the soil. We are taking into our bodies all of what went into the food that we actually take in. And so we are feeding and nourishing ourselves 
with whatever it is that we are taking in. And it's easy to lose the connection to what whole and healthy food is with changing diet trends and latest scientific research that comes out when actually restoring our connection to food is very simple and it's very sustainable. Another realm of restoring our connection is restoring our connection to the earth, our blessed mother, who with every changing season provides exactly what we need. And it is that simple that wherever we live on her body, she provides whatever we need. And it's perfectly created for the location, for the climate, and it's always available. It's always sustainable. And there's no need to feel in any way confused or misled by, again, external uh, influences or external information that if we return to her and connect with what she has to offer, we're always fed, we're always nourished, and we're always in um, a very healthy and rhythmic flow. And the final piece to... Thank you. And the final piece to restoring this connection is restoring our connection to our kitchen. And, you know, we've... And I'll speak for myself here. During this this wave of of activating my women's empowerment that I followed through, um, this kind of first wave of feminism that I was on, I personally viewed the kitchen as really a, a tool of my own oppression. And I wanted to disconnect from cooking as much as possible and really free myself of what I saw as a burden. I saw it as something that, took me away from the external world and exhibiting my my power in many different ways when the truth is just the opposite, that returning to my kitchen, returning to learning how to prepare foods in really traditional ways, returning to the magic and the alchemy of the kitchen. I mean, it's really beautiful to transform simple ingredients into something that is just absolutely delicious Infused with love, it feeds your body and the body of your your family and your friends. And not only that, returning to my kitchen means I'm returning to a level of choice and control. I get to choose what I cook and I get to choose what I eat. And every purchase I make for every product I bring into my home is like a spell I'm casting. It's a in support of I want more of this or more of that. And so a level of activism comes back into the kitchen because I then get to make choices that are for the health and benefit of not only my body and not only my family, but of the planet, of all life that's on on her earth that call her home. Yeah, that this, this really comes back to that it is an act of activation, of revolution to return to your kitchen. So... All of these different keys, restoring your worth, restoring your belief, restoring your connection, each of these areas really require deep dives. They, they require shifting um, our, our beliefs, you know, the, the paradigms that we've grown up in, the, the ideology that we have, and of returning to a feminine way of being. And from there, we, we can access the wisdom that lives in the bowl of hygiene. Oh, I love it. Love it. 
Well, mm-hmm. Ayla, we are actually out of time, and I could sit here and talk mm-hmm. to you about this all day long. Um, so for listeners who are tuned in, please check out Ayla's website at chrysaliswoman.com where she's hosting the Hygieia Pilgrimage throughout the year of 2016. So much great information there to help you restore your radiance. Sign up for her newsletter and just check it out. I am so thrilled and honored that you were on the show today, and I want to thank you once again. And I'm afraid they're going to cut us off, so I'm just going to have to say goodbye. <laughs> I'm so sorry to oh, be like no this. Worries, but... darling. No All right. No worries. Thank it's my you pleasure. So Love being here. Mm-hmm. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.